I'm your co-host, Will. And this is the podcast where we typically look back at the filmographers that we grew up with as fans and analyze their works as adults. But today we have a special request from Andrew Kind. Thank you very much for your request. And if you'd like to request a movie song or album for me to review, go to that Kofi, which should be in the links, wherever the heck you're listening to this. And today, our request <laughs> from Andrew Kind is... Quite a film, uh, Ralph Bakshi's. Yes, just, just that name already had, had you trembling. God, uh, Ralph Bakshi's Skin. <laughs> and then you hear the actual name of the movie. <laughs> it's like whoa! I know Ralph Bakshi as just like oh, uh, it's the like what, what maybe like the Fritz the Cat movie that shows on like Showtime late yeah. night or whatever. You know, and you're like, ooh, I'm not cool world. To- Oh my god, yeah, Cool World. You know what it is? Cool World is the one that's like infamously bad that you know is not good, but you watch it because it has that mystique of like, but what is this world? It's so weird and dingy looking, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, like, but, a, uh, like a anti-Roger Rabbit almost? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it's like even more crazy and insane, but like because it's so unhinged and detached from anything, it's just hard to like really get into it. And like... Now, Cool World yeah. is in a special example of his shit going off the rails because I think by just about that time, like, uh, you know, being able to do stuff creatively versus the studio and stuff like that. Like, I think, like, that was, like, a sort of point where it was, like, a breaking point where it's like, okay, we can't make good movies out of what I'm doing when having to deal with the censorship, but also having to deal with, you know, animation in film in general. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I feel right. like going back to his earlier stuff, you see a lot more, you know, the studio willing to put up and fund certain stuff, you know. Um, uh, yeah, they, they let a they let a lot of stuff fly. What was this? Nineteen seventy eight. Just the seventies in general let a lot of shit fly. This was seventy four, yeah. so it's actually a lot sooner. Seventy four. Uh, so, yeah, earlier in his career. Although I think he was doing shit in the late sixties as well. Like I think the late sixties where he I believe so came up right. If I'm not mistaken. Um, because, yeah, um, like I said, for me, right. the main way I knew him was, right, the, the raunchy movies that you watch at, you know, mm-hmm. 2 a.m., but then as you're watching it, it's like, it's still grossing you the fuck out. You're like, I'm watching this because of cartoon boobs, but this is still weird the way they're illustrating things and just, like, the way they have violence where it just, like, look too detailed, you know what I mean? Like, Ralph Bakshi's movies, they would just be yeah. like, yeah, don't you like boobs, but uh, why is it so, like, uh, why did her boob just get stabbed, you know? Like, ah, uh, I didn't need to see that, you know what I mean? Like, there's always it's, this, this, right? Oh, go on. Uh, just saying, it, it is exactly what you're saying. It's, like, surprisingly detailed, um, even kind of by today's standard, like, you know, yeah. stuff with, like, Invincible and Rick and Morty, so you have adult animation, but I think it, it Ralph Bakshi is what uh what some people would refer to as an auteur yeah. and very stylistic. And he, a type so of person who it's different for yeah, him. Yeah, and I think a type of person who's like because animation kind of wasn't getting a lot of respect back then. It was him like having to do like interesting shortcuts to still make his movies visually interesting and still have the animation look as good as it could, but like you know like uh, this movie for for instance like there's a lot of really good like relatively really fluid looking animation for this but you can tell that's because so much of it isn't animated right and it is like scenes of live action Mm -hmm. this that and the third so they have more time to do the cell animations you know um but yeah i wanted to ask you know so for me i i had seen i I was actually i'm looking back at it now his career yeah actually did start in the 70s with fritz the cat in 72 um okay the main movies I remember, yeah, I watched Fritz the Cat. I think I remember watching uh, Heavy Traffic. American Pop was the main one I remember seeing for some reason. That was the one that was, like, on Stars or whatever the heck. And, yeah, it was, like, Cool World. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I never saw uh, 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 Wizards or The Lord of the Rings, which is probably, like, the big one. What about you? What's your what's your experience with, uh, with Ralph Bakshi? Um, very limited. I know, I know, like... Fritz the Cat, Cool World, and Lord of the Rings just from, uh, like, history. Mm. So I'm, like, I'm pretty familiar with them. But this is probably the first time I've really sat down, start to finish, um, watched a, a Ralph Bakshi project. Oh, wow, he, he worked on Spider-Man. 
<laughs> in like the 60s. Wow. Okay, so so maybe I've seen some more of Ralph Bakshi than I thought, but <laughs> probably wasn't that's, as much. That's about the. It yeah, probably wasn't as much graphic violence on that uh, '60s Spider-Man show. <laughs> right. Well, I I'm sure would might make it a little bit interesting. <laughs> MCU has nothing on Ralph Bakshi's Spider-Man, right. which is just like a social oh, commentary Lord. on like capitalism what a weird alternate in New York. Or what a weird alternate world that would be. <laughs> Ralph Bakshi's Spider-Man. <laughs> That'd oh be insanity. Oh, uh, the spider would like the spider costume would be like too realistic, and it would be shooting out of his butt, and there'd be some like yeah, it'd be like weirdly skin tight. Yeah, Black cat would be an actual cat who'd be trying to jerk him off, you know. <laughs> yeah. So getting it, it's a it's a commentary, yeah. you see. So yeah, if if you're out there and you don't know Ralph Bakshi, oh boy, <laughs> the his movies are not easily accessible. <laughs> And they are like very you know yeah and they are very in your face they are very graphic they're very but like but there's an also seventies film cinema quality to it you know what I'm trying to say Hollywood movies in general just felt like they were like grittier in the seventies like taking a Pelham one two three taxi yeah. driver you know and so this feels like the animation version of that kind of world that the 70s was in where it was like really grimy in cinema you know what i'm saying because i remember watching it and at first having that feeling of like okay it's an animated movie by a white guy mm-hmm. and but it's gonna be about black people and uh, this is gonna be kind of weird it's gonna be like that guy trying to speak for black people but the weird thing that yeah. struck me about watching this movie is that it's like as you're listening like the black people in this film sound so authentic and so like like, it didn't sound like this was, a lot of this was even scripted. Like, it's just like, wait, did they just, like, record a black person talking just then? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like a fucking, because, you know, right. like, there's just a certain way that, like, black people talked in the 70s, where it was just this very, like, big sort of puffed out chest, especially in the middle of, like, a heated conversation. Like, hey, man, you know, you heard about that, them crackers and da da yeah. Like, there's a very sort of, like, uh, pronounced way that, like, we are speaking now that we didn't speak in the 60s. You know what I'm saying? It's like that type Which, of uh, shit, you know? Especially, especially if you're comparing cadences, because, like, you know, part of the movie is set in, in the South, if I remember, and then other parts in the North. There's kind of slight differences in, in dialogue between black people. Oh, yeah. And kind of that shift. But it's like, like you said, it's surprisingly well done. Like, it's, it's it, it, now that you're reminded of it, it's like, yeah, this was written by Ralph Bakshi. And it's like, he... He captured that. I feel like maybe he just let him have. He's like, look, here's the main story. Right. You want to throw in a little bit in there or zhuzh it up right. a little, because, do your thing. Um, the way the movie actually starts initially, um, you hear, well, you see this one black guy who's just kind of like standing there animated, and he, and you just hear him go, mm-hmm. "Fuck you!" Like the movie just starts with someone, <laughs> a black the, man, the saying best opening pro- line right, like, of all time. And right after that, uh like a black dude like jumps out from behind him and kind of starts giving his little Mm -hmm. mini dialogue but the way it sounds again like uh when i say like it sounds really realistic like he jumps out and it sounds like he's already in the middle of something because he goes like all right now and now i'm gonna give y'all a uh, example of how these fucking white people are and it's like there's a little stutter in what he's saying so it's just kind of like a wait what are we just like are we hearing this conversation live you know what i mean like there's something about the imperfection right. uh, the, to the manner of the way they're speaking that just catches your attention right off of the bat, you know? And and the ultimate uh, thing he says is like, yeah, man, let me tell y'all how it is with y'all, with y'all crackers. You know, it's like 300 uh, people jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge last year and out of the 300, only two was niggas and one of them was pushed. <laughs> and like, you know, and they're just like <laughs> laughing at him. And there's just like that initial idea of just like, thumbing, like, right off the bat, thumbing your nose at white people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With the sort of, like, chitlin circuit level, like, jokes, you know? Like, man, like, you know, niggas, niggas ain't doing the shit that white people doing, even though y'all got it better. And, you know, <laughs> the only thing that did happen to us was, oh, yeah, like, the typical kind of violence that does happen to black people. Like, you know, when he says, yeah, one of them was pushed, you know, like. <laughs> right. So, and, and, like, yeah. what's interesting is um when the opening kicked in, like that, because uh, I, because I, I took notes for this one, so I'm just like, right at the top, the first thing I have is this shit finna be extra as hell, yeah, right? <laughs> the minute the movie opened, I'm like, oh, this, uh-huh. I'm like, what the? That's what I wanted to tell you is like when you asked me had I seen this movie, I'm like, nah, let me find it, because like with a title like that, I'm like, 
All right, you got my attention. What's, what's going on so, here? <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the cover. I'm like, what in the flying fuck am I, am I about to watch? I'm like, what what did he what did he send me for us to discuss? And, you know, <laughs> first line. This is extra And you know, like the weird thing about it is like I said, like you go in expecting like okay, so you know, just to take it back, like uh the history of animation in America in general is just like, you know, has a very direct racist uh you know, side of it, right? Like, yes, it does. how many Looney Tunes did you watch as a kid? And I mean, if it, if yeah. they weren't censored, you know what I'm saying? Like on uh, Cartoon Network or whatever. But yeah, like how many cartoons did you watch? Where it was just like, oh, we're having a good time yeah. with Bugs and Daffy and uh, stupid, slow, big suddenly, black guy. Suddenly blackface. Yeah, this is like what the suddenly red face. Where did um, this come from? Like, Tom and Jerry might have had the worst one. <laughs> oh, do you mean the easy ways or easy way, my baby? That. There's that. There's the mammies oh, that were like always, always cleaning the house. Right. And then apparently, like Jerry did blackface. Oh no! And like as like an African go. tribal member. Get out of here! And like made like a yelping. And the only reason I know is is, is like shout outs to Tunerific Tariq is because he mentioned it on his show. And he's like, uh. <laughs> remember the uh, the floating mask from uh, Crash Bandicoot? Uh. He made a sound like oh, that. God. Yeah, he's like, oop, 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 oop. I'm oh, like, no. what is this? Take it, take it back. And and that ties directly into what you're saying about like the animation history's kind of racist relation uh with with you know black people racism and, and animation and like that intersection is where this movie kind of falls because this movie is talking about a lot of things and you know one of the things that's interesting is a lot of this movie has to do with kind of caricature, like it's exaggerated yeah. with a purpose. Yeah. And, and um, so what, what I find is fascinating about that is that, okay, so there is the limited animation thing where they're only animating like certain things, but also mm-hmm. like the way they do transitions between these animations to show you like the real dark and dingy, like, you know, world that these black people live in. Right. That is like fucking shit in the seventies because, yeah, well, especially cause it's, you know, the fucking seventies, but so yeah, everyone's like, kind of bad <laughs> but you know, right. but like the, the colors that they use and like the hues and how like the lighting is always like perpetually like this really feels like a movie that you watch at night you know because it's like it's not like horror yeah it it just has that sort of so blue mood to everything that like the animation is really bright and poppy but the things that are behind it are like live action like either like pictures of sets or like people walking in the background but like very darkly lit things so it's like which is is kind of crazy because i've never seen anyone do that before yeah it's such a fascinating like i feel like i've maybe seen someone like like it's really creative yeah but like the idea of like here's the mood to put you in that world in the background but here is the animated caricatures to like you know have the joke be like oh yes uh this is a cartoon and we're showing like animated black people, but having that stark reality of, but we're showing you them in their real world instead of the caricaturized world that you used to see in all of those racist cartoons, right? Where black people were just stupid and dumb and ignorant, you know? Like the great thing about this movie is that like, yeah, people, they're speaking in, maybe at the time you would say stereotype slang, but like, there's an intelligence to what they're saying. They are th- like they're thumbing their mm-hmm. nose at the white people. They are like smarter than them. You know what I'm saying? Like there's things where like no, I see what white people are doing when it comes to ba 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 ba. Instead of like you said, like the earlier stereotype, we would just be like, oh, we's just dumb Negroes. We don't really know what's going on in the world. You know, like that's always how black people are depicted. You know, in, in yeah, the cartoons. You know, the the stereotypes that are kind of exhibited at different points throughout the movie are like because they're like specific characters mm. and they're they're stereotypes that kind of point out a criticism which because yeah. the, the the thing because you know when, when i looked it up online and what the magical source of wikipedia said that like the movie obviously got a lot of controversy no because because of the character designs which i'm like i wasn't even offended when it first yeah. happened it 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 kind of you power through it after about five minutes to a point where it kind of you realize how comical it is, and I think that's another part of it is like you got to realize how silly and stupid these bizarre stereotypes are. Like, like as we get into the movie, one of the things I noticed, I'm like, man, they really drew a lot of black people, um, you know, with like the really long face and the big lips. I'm like, we look like Aardvarks. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that what we look well, like not, to you? We look like Arthur. That later point where who is that? 
there was that one character who is the I think the brother of one of the mafia dudes and he has a John Wayne voice but he he's yes gay. him but he has the long snout too so it kind of felt like it was just like yeah. in general like this is an exaggerated style of like drawing people like for this world you know what I mean yeah uh even though and the wildest thing is you can tell Raph knows Ralph Raph, Ralph knows how to draw people normal because there's a couple there's like a if you it's a blink and you miss it of like you know, aside from Miss America, we'll get to that. But um, like just a regularly drawn black woman, and I'm like, oh, so he, this is on. Yeah, purpose. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, oh, that was the other. It was Fritz the cat. Yeah, uh, that I remember there being a scene in there where it was like, oh, it, you know, it's about a cat, but you can obviously tell it's about this like middle class white guy, and then he kind of like goes into the city to like you know get a real piece of the city, and then. As he, like, goes into a certain bar, which, of course, like, you know, where the action is, where the black people are, you know? And then it goes in mm-hmm. there. And, like, the, the the movie kind of sets it up, him up to be this sort of dim-witted guy who just wants, you know, action but doesn't really understand, like, the world, you know? And so he goes into this, mm-hmm. like, black club. And, like, when you're watching it, at, like, as maybe even, like, as a black person, you're like, okay, this is going to be a little tone deaf. Here's this white guy. But then... As they show you the actual scene, like like with this movie, it feels like you're really hearing black voices and really hearing black conversations. So yeah. the commentary of this white guy being in that black space, like it's aware of that. You know, it's not just exploiting that. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's an active, like, uh, yeah, there's just a self-awareness about like the black experience that's being pushed uh, actively here instead of it, it being treated as just a, you know, set piece of like, oh, isn't it interesting to make it with just black people? Like, no, with everything, there's a, there's a little bit of, uh, uh, flipping, uh, uh, things on their head. Like, um, just the idea that the way the movie starts, I think it's like within the first couple of movies, there's a, there's something that happens where you can see like the Looney Tunes looking logo behind the main yeah. character. Yes. Yeah. It's when and- Brother Rabbit shows up and my, my, that's what I have. Note. Lord have mercy, Brother Rabbit. That design Bruh is Rabbit. so... <laughs> Bruh Rabbit. With the, with the that design is so, the... like, strong. Right? It's, it's so, like, attention-grabbing. Especially, like, if you... if you Because it's right there on the box. And that was what, what you see is, like, the poster. I'm like, what oh, shit. This? What is this? <laughs> what is, is this? And then you see him show up without context. You're like... Oh, you're right. <laughs> about to get racist but, then, <laughs> but no talk, like he sounds the most like a like you know this is a black exploitation film and they got like a real brother off the street to say these lines like that's what yeah. it sounds like when he speaks and it's just like oh shit like i can't just even actually tell this is an actor right now like you know <laughs> um right. and, and i just love the idea of like so you know back uh uh in the original song of the south where where they're kind of like parodying uh the story here uh, they 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 were mm-hmm. called Brer Rabbit, and I always remember like Brer Rabbit way white people like you know of the time had anglicized the saying of that to be Brer Rabbit in a way that I didn't realize what was supposed to be taking off of was the way black people would colloquially have said it back then, which would be have been like Brother Rabbit or Brer Rabbit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, Brer, Brer Rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> so they're just hearing oh Brer Rabbit. It's like no, it's Brer Rabbit. Brer. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I was like, oh yeah, that's my of, bro rabbit over there. Yeah. This is my bro Fox. Like, yeah. And so to see in this movie where they literally just said brother Fox, brother bear, like I was just like having that connect moment of like, oh yeah, that's just what that means, right? <laughs> you know, like I feel the, so dumb missing missing the song of the South connection. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh shit, I'm stupid. I'm no, so was, dumb. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the main plot, or as you could say, plot in this movie is uh these two Why, quote god <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's an old man i believe played by uh, uh scatman Crothers, uh who, who does a lot of voices in this movie um he, he's yeah. basically the star of the show uh and it, it's like scatman Crothers and this young black dude uh who's kind of like representative of the you know young buck 70s guy and they're trying to break out of prison mm-hmm. and it's the most convoluted thing ever it was like i think a prison would have better security than this and you know like they're outside like for a minute too yeah and they're just standing they're just literally just sitting there and just like hey let me tell you a story and the story in no way helps them it doesn't illustrate anything about anything not at all (laughs) it's irrelevant to a damn thing 
it, it's just like, hey, you know how the Song of the South started in this really dumb way that tried to make things extra genteel and fucking pastoral? Well, here's what black people are going through. Jail and prison and shit. We don't really know how to make it connect to the actual rest of the story. But you get the idea, right? Like, that's just basically what they're going for. Yeah. Like, look, it's real. It's prison. This is what black people have to deal with. None of that uh, prairie shit. Um, but I don't know how to connect it, but you get what I'm going for, don't you? You know? You'll get it. That, that's so the it was like, of, which, of to be fair, it, when you're in the prison industrial complex, all you got is time, so. You know, yeah, all he had was time to think of, uh, of, um, this old man, all he had was time to think of how to modernize these racist, uh, fairy tales. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, so basically the story goes... That, uh, um, what is it? I think what turns out is that, like, the three main characters need money or something like that. Their their house gets turned Mm -hmm. into a a pimp, uh, a pimp's paradise, basically. Um, and then... a brothel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and then the local sheriff, uh, wants to come down to nigger town to get him a piece. Not knowing that, uh, the sheriff's daughter is, uh, turned out. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you know? And of, oh. course, of course, she's this really super buxom blonde fucking uh, chick with like cute freckles and all this sort of shit. You know, like the extra cute looking girl. Daddy. <laughs> right. And the dad, you know, the sheriff gets mad as hell. He's like, Marigold. <laughs> and so, you know, the fucking race is on. And that's basically the plot of the movie. It's just like, you bit yeah, my daughter. I'll get that brother rabbit before before they get to uh harlem and, and we get the preacher and everything because oh, there's a lot man. to talk about there um i put down there's something ironic about a black man saying he should have fucked miss america when he had the chance <laughs> i'm like i'm like that's there's a couple like different stuff in here that's like layered um there's one near the end that i'm just like there's like we don't even have time to right that. but that line i'm just like Damn, that's I don't know if you meant for that to mean what it meant, but shit, right. <laughs> like that—that that, it's kind of the theme, yeah, I guess. It's like it's people talking loose, and it's like it probably is alluding to something bigger. But the general idea is that like these black people getting to getting to talk their shit in a way that they haven't gotten to talk in a major motion picture like this, you know? Um, right. Yeah, and, and there's a reoccurring segment of like. This uh, beautiful-looking red, white, and blue chick uh, who who just represents, you know, the the, the splendor and, and bounty of America. And there's this little black guy who keeps trying to get with her. And everything he does, she either denies him. But it's like, it's mini skits where, like, she denies them, but not in, like, a jokey, comical way where it's like, Oh, you wanted to get some, but oh, then you know you felt you tripped on a banana peel or something like that. No, it's just like yeah, oh, it's not like Looney Tune shit. No. Yeah, but it has the setup like oh, you're trying to get some, but then the white woman screamed rape and they hanged you, and it's just like oh god, that's the one I wanted to talk about. That <laughs> one has like five layers Christ. to it. <laughs> that one has a lot of shit because like yeah. it, it, I, I rewound it because it took me out. I'm like, like excuse whoa. me, whoa. <laughs> Cause like he's he's oh yeah cause cause he started singing uh the the song from the opening too he's like you know I'm a yeah. dancer man I'm a singing man I'm a nigga man um <laughs> yeah. and then she just yells rape three times and he gets hanged and I'm like boy I who um where to start where to begin because it's just like it's like you want to talk about like the race dynamics the gender yeah. dynamics the political implications so like the historical context to that i'm like bruh it's, it's a lot it's a lot and the scene's only like 20 yeah, seconds right? he's just like oh god damn <laughs> i need a minute we need to pause i'm like we don't have time to <laughs> right yeah i'm like discussing that is a movie in itself yeah. and um then i think like basically as the movie goes on there's something about how like uh they go to this, yeah, preacher man's place, and the people are proselytizing about him and saying, like, oh, man, he, he gives you the strength and the power to kill the whites. And he's like, kill the whites? Like, all the whites? Which type of white? Whatever white you want? Like, oh, that's crazy. And, by the way, I think, uh, who is it? Barry White is in this movie, unexpectedly, as... Yeah, he plays a bear. Bro yeah, bear. he plays the pimp dude who's uh, going to rescue the two uh, guys in the jail mm-hmm. that, we t- that we told you about earlier. Uh, who somehow know they're getting out today. Again, I don't know how this plot's working out. But yes, yeah, is also playing uh, Brother Bear, sounding just 
just the most like like Barry White. <laughs> and, you know, like as soon as I, every time I hear <laughs> he him talking, was. About, he was yeah, because uh, the o- like you know the other black movie that you think of before you know black movies uh, that are animated was allowed to be a thing is like Baby's Kids, right? And it's like the you know the fucking baby. Oh you know? yeah, <laughs> that's just what I immediately <laughs> thought of when I heard his voice. Um. Fucking, fucking Barry White just always sounds perpetually like Barry White. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and he's trying to sound more every, like... Every time he speaks is you'll never yeah, find... Bloom, bloom, and bloom, he's bloom, trying to bloom, sound bloom. more like hood and gangster here, but it's just like, you still sound too cool, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man, you just sound like the coolest hey, nigga. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we get to the naked preacher in the dark cl- church slash club... Because, again, it's like, yes. okay. it gives you the background where it's like, oh, this seems to be a very holy place. They're talking about the preacher and things like that. But it, mm-hmm. like, it has, like, nightclub lights in it, and everyone seems like there's a party and everyone's moving. But it's, like, very darkly lit, so it doesn't seem like it's, like, an actual church. You know what I'm saying? So it's just this weird mixture. Right. And the preacher, who is uh, naked the whole time, which, what? Yeah. What, what church is Dick this out from? like you see it. <laughs> What church uh, is this the, from? The holy church of these nuts, yeah. apparently. <laughs> the church of W Ball. Yeah. <laughs> holy church of W Ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I have for that was like, there's an intersection of black performative religious antics and the co-opting of revolutionary beliefs and Christianity as, as a learned belief mm. from white men. So there are three intersecting like bits there for that, as well as parallels of Southern and Northern Christianity, because it opens with like a Southern yeah. preacher. Kind of preaching in a in an empty church. Yeah, in like, the real the, world. Like, in the real yeah. world, you're you be, right. In the real world, like if you've ever been to a southern church and a northern church, they're very different. Like it, it's interesting how like black people aren't a monolith. However, a lot of our experiences are surprisingly similar. The black church is one of them, but like regionally, I think there's a lot of variation. But I think that there's there's something to be said just about like if you've been in a church. And you are very familiar with that culture. There is kind of a performative nature to it that you really see with the black pastor here. Yeah, you know, and, you gotta have the also like kind of like ah, the thing that gets the people yeah, going. You gotta talk to them like this, <laughs> but y'all don't hear yeah, me. Right, yeah, you gotta, I don't think the congregation understands what I'm telling them about today with the movie Coonskin. <laughs> but like, um, Lord the, wants you to give generously got... to his church. Yeah. <laughs> to the church <laughs> don't ask i said don't ask i said don't ask no questions <laughs> just get the money <laughs> just get the money but, but enough wayne but brothers. there's that there's <laughs> right god wayne brothers coonskin that'd be some uh, shit huh? don't tempt them <laughs> Uh, but there's that there's the revolutionary aspect of it because it's the 70s so this is like right around the time Black Panthers probably would have got started. Yeah, I mean, 74, um, especially. And just, so, yeah, people are still talking about this shit. Yes. Yeah, so, like, that's probably right on the cusp of that, or, or at least a little bit, like, early. And then just, like, Christianity's relationship to white people. Because, like, white people show up. So, I'm like, this is a... There's a lot to talk... Like, like you mentioned, you know, it's, it's like a club. It's kind of like a turn-up. I'm like, so you got black people being performative from a religion traditionally learned, you know, passed down through slavery that we learn from from white men while at the same time using you know almost like revolutionary empowerment tactics to keep them coming back to the church like yeah get, like we said give generously um but but like yeah keep coming back because you know you donating to the churches is because uh it's like called the church of the revolution or something yeah. isn't it so it's like yeah you know you donating is giving back to our fight against the white devil from this religion that we learned from the yeah. white devil so there's like a sense of irony to it too so like there's there's some shit yeah, going on with the lot. I think at the end, near the end of the scene, like the preacher, you know, he gets up on a a, a, a lit up cross, you know, with a whole bunch of like uh, uh, light mm-hmm. bulbs on it, and uh, it's very like multicolored. And then like pulls down three pictures of uh, Nixon, John Wayne, and Elvis, which is very interesting. Boy, howdy! <laughs> that's a that's an interesting pit. Like one of those certainly makes sense. The other two are 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, you ever have that thing where it's just like, okay, you heard that lyric from uh, uh, P- Fight the Power by Public Enemy, you know, and I don't know about you, I mean, look, I just didn't keep up with with uh, how all my uh, uh, country movie stars uh, oh, yeah. thought politically, but you know, I remember first hearing that lyric where he's like, Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me, so he's straight out racist and sucking with some of my motherfuck him and John Wayne, and I was remember being like, Wait, what I do remember that. <laughs> it's, like, what? it's like, what the fuck? That Elvis and Chuck, like, didn't Elvis dodge the draft? I mean, yeah. or some shit? Like, it's like, I mean, I got like a notorious draft dodger. Yeah, I'm like, okay, okay. And John Wayne was just. It's like, okay, I get it. Fuck white Elvis because like, he like stole like black music, right? But like, what did John Wayne? Yeah. Hey, what did John Wayne do? Like, what? But like, I, I guess he stole. He's just a in, white guy. He starred in very xenophobic movies, but like, I don't remember him specifically saying anything. Yeah. And then, of course, I later on looked up an interview where he legit said something about how, like, hey, I think we should let black people have power, but you know, when they're smart enough to get it or something, we should keep it away from them until they're smart enough to have it. Something. It's like, ah, right, you almost like, had it. Ooh, ooh. It's you like, had me in the first half, John. Right. It's like that. This is like. <laughs> This is what you think is progressive, but it's just like paternal racism, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying we should give them power; they're just not ready yet. I, and I'm the person who can definitely see that. <laughs> just reminds me of a like Dante's Inferno when he gets to the final level of hell. It, it, it's like the faces of those three leaders. It's like what? It's like Caesar. Um, uh, Michael and like some other political right. figure. It's like this is the most random assortment of motherfuckers. Like this is who Satan is. Satan is Nixon, John Wayne, and Elvis. This is this is the white devil that we've been yeah. fighting. Maybe that's what it was supposed to be reminiscent of. A fucking Dante's Inferno Yo, reference. I, in there a was a lot of fire story. in that scene. Actually, didn't that happen at the beginning? I God remember damn. specifically being like a flare-up of fire. This, motherfucker, this, this movie's no, I, 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 Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and like, honestly, God. I will say this though. Like, as abrasive as the black faces are in this movie and how it looks, it really is, I think, a thing of like, because our brains are so tuned to the blackface-looking shit of the past, that like, your mm-hmm. brain goes like, whoa, it gets on high alert. But as your brain gets used to it, like, it actually doesn't look that bad. And like, th- like the main character's look is actually kind of like, you know like very iconic in that way because it stands out in that way. Like he, he it, just looks like a like a Negro Bugs Bunny. Yeah, for sure. And there's a certain level of, of it where it's just like, wait, am I like I don't think I'm actually offended about it. I think it's just because I we haven't been allowed to see black characters with these shades up to this point in a way that wasn't a joke. You know, in a way that wasn't specifically being right. from a white perspective to show these people as clowns. And so it's just kind of like it's just abrasive on that face. So it's like, it's one of those things was like, I don't even know if they're really doing anything that bad because it's like, okay, you're making a cartoon. You're going to draw exaggerated faces, right? Like you're going to have exaggerated mm-hmm. things. So it's that level of like, just right. getting acclimated to the idea of black people being allowed to be ca- like caricatures in a way that's still like respecting them because the wider narrative of what they're doing is making you think about these issues that black people are going through. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, and I, I think it also helps that everybody's exaggerated too. So it's not just exactly. us, like yeah, the yeah. Italians, um, white people, like everybody is Cops, highly yeah. exaggerated to, um, to to like comical degrees. Where, where it kind of like it, it's one of the rare and and I'll to its credit, Tropic Thunder kind of does this too. It's one of the mm-hmm. rare times where something that should be offensive actually works because it's the point. Yeah, like exactly. That's, that's the point. And and it's so like the, the point of this is to be isn't it so silly that we're taking that we're doing these really serious subject matter but over comically playing it with the silly animation. Like in order to right. comment on those things. So it's like that's like the project and you can feel that being the project. But at the same time it's still like mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm not still like getting rubbed up against in this awkward way, right? Um Right. What I find it's it's still it's still weird, but it's just like I get it. Yeah, yeah. It it really is that feel, and in that way, I honestly feel like like this might be the most accessible Ralph Bakshi film in terms of like his movies that do this. Like you know, there's uh more mainstream stuff like Lord of the Rings, which like I'm pretty sure anybody could watch. But like in terms of like 
oh my god, you know, there, there's a scene uh, that's very macabre, and it's at a funeral, and, you know, they're putting uh, this body under the ground, mm-hmm. but it's this really fat guy, so parts of his body keep coming up, and they keep, like, having to push him back down. Oh, yeah. And, like, <laughs> like, that's an example of, like, the the stark contrast of the darkness versus the goofiness, and the fact that it runs on so oh, long. Oh, yeah, like the, like the clap joke. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that it runs Dude, on so long. That bitch first, gave me the clap. Right. <laughs> And the fact that it runs on so long at first annoyed me, but then when I'm like, at, at, as mm-hmm. you get to the bum bum of the scene and you realize like they're doing this on purpose, like yes, I know, I'm making you sit in this dark moment, like with this dead person, and like doing it's like yeah, I know. How does it make you feel? Like it wants you to twist and squirm in your seat. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. like to that effect of like this is cinema that's trying to affect you, trying to push you, and, and in that way, like I kind of have to give it the props. You know what I mean? Um, but at, at the yeah. same time, like, I do feel like, like, you know what it is? This is the movie I feel like the most where shit happens that's comically exaggerated with violence and things like that, but it's the most where you can immediately go, but I get why this is happening, as opposed to maybe like a Fritz the Cat, where the violence and sex feels a lot more random and scattershot, you know? Exactly. So, like, with Fritz, it, it probably was a little bit more shock value for this there's yeah. there's a little bit more intention. reason behind it because there's like there's intention yeah intention and, and like narrative relations so it's like you know because because it was the it was the pastor that died this huge fat ass um and, <laughs> naked fat ass oh uh, and they yeah like fully naked swinging in the breeze the whole time doing cartoony angles and shit the, yeah. the whole time and he's, so and he's like when, animated well you know, too he's dancing all across the stage Yep, he got that, got that fupa on lock. It's a, it's a hot pastor summer. No doubt. <laughs> but yeah, like when when he dies and like you know, and they have the gratuitous amounts of the violence and everything, it plays into the narrative because the next part it involves Brer taking over. Um, because was he a? I know it was a money scheme, but was he? Oh, wasn't he also Brer pimping Fox, out the church? Right? Brer yeah, Fox. yeah, because Brer, Brer Fox like took over, and then like there's beef with the Italians and shit, but yeah. um. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, and then the mafia tried to tried to kill him and and I do remember writing about the uh the strip club scene with with Manigan, the um the racist homophobe that walked into a bar. Uh and I noted about the animation I'm like it was weird cuz Bakshi managed to like balance drawing black women simultaneously erotic and like damagingly stereotypical. Yeah. It was really weird. And, and, and- it was really like, weird. At, at first, like the first black woman that you see, like we get like her story in a way that's really interesting. Like so, yeah. You know, at first, we're kind of oh yeah, that ship's yeah, the different vignettes, and then it kind of like cuts to this black woman who you see her. It's like a red and black cartoon silhouette, but against the background of like what mm-hmm. looks like a real like you know poverty you know place, and she's talking about how like yeah you know my. You know, my man don't, uh, my man leaves me and I know I'm ugly, but I know that's not the reason why he left me, you know, and she's just kind of going on this whole thing while she's like taking care of her kid. Basically, it seems like she's just like working out her problems, you know, while talking to, you know, a right. baby that doesn't understand what she's saying, you know what I mean? And, uh, while in the background you're seeing like animations of like, you know, his relationship with, with her. And I, I thought that was uh, really cool. Just like off the rip, like you said, having like hearing directly a black woman's, you know, narrative story. You know what I mean? Like, early in the film like that, you know? Right. And, and, uh, because we get that, then we get the, the stuff at the, um, at the strip club and everything that, that, that goes down there, and that's just, that, oh yeah, doesn't somebody, like, inject him with heroin or something? Yeah, okay. <laughs> his mind. So, he, yeah, the cop is looking for them, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He rolls by the club, and then you meet. There's this one black woman who has. She has that voice that sounds like, "Oh, I'm being sexy, but I've got a second intention going on. But I'm being nice to you because I kind of yeah. like." She, I think she had like some of the best acting in the movie because it just caught you off guard with how like, "Oh, she's working with such intention here," and everyone else sounds so like. Mm-hmm you know, sound like they're plucked out of real life. And she does too, but she specifically sounds like, oh, she has a narrative, like, reason why she's doing what she's doing. Like, you could feel her intention as she was talking and trying to lull this police officer right. to sleep uh, in, into a sense of uh, security. And then, like, yeah, they, they she slips a, a cube of something in his drink and he starts, like, wilding out. And, of course, you mm-hmm. know, Bax, she uses this excuse to uh, give us a whole bunch of animation. <laughs> and, uh... 
It, yeah, that know, shit. That was it. There's a couple moments in the movie where it's like, oh, uh, it's, okay. It, yeah, it's a drop lot the for acid the eyes. here. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and let's take them on a trip. Uh, but, but if you dropped your acid tab at the beginning of the movie, it should be kicking in right about now. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you Uh-oh. see a specific point where you see like a needle like come up to his butt and inject him. And then. It's the craziest thing. So, yeah, the sheriff that they, like, drug and start making him go crazy, he's, like, walking all around the place, and they're like, oh, go in the room, sugar. And he walks in the room, and there's this white gay guy on the uh, bed. And so, uh, gay yeah. joke. Uh, but, you know, then on top of that, just to make it extra weird, before he even, like, gets to have sex with her, uh, have sex with him, he just goes, like, whoa, what's going on? And then, like... He gets, like, smushed up against the face. Like, they smush a whole bunch of brown paint on him. And they, like, shove, like, a, yeah. a whole bunch of, like, you know, women's clothes on him. And... They, they like, dress him as a mammy. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and kick him around and you see yeah. a bunch of, like, black mouths, like, laughing at him. And, again, it's that sort of, like, we're showing this stereotype character of this really weird over-the-top thing. But at the same time, it's, like black people being the butt of the joke by being portrayed in blackface like that is the history of cartoon cinema so to see this subversion where they're mm-hmm. painting him and laughing at him it's like this weird dark twist you know so yeah yeah there's like a dark uh not subversion but um almost like reclamation because it's like because it's happening to somebody who's like racist and homophobic yeah and who's so a it's, police it's, officer it's, so it's okay yeah. <laughs> it's okay if he does. and he's a cop it's so, like yeah you know. it's a it's yeah, he's he's racist and a cop, you know. <laughs> it's like and it's like, okay, so we'll take one of the most exaggerated like stereotypes we can and just like fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, you know, we don't we don't want him to live anyway, and then like the way he goes out, it's like, huh, that's yeah. <laughs> okay, so Brother Bear becomes a boxer. And again, I feel yeah. like the narrative the kind of falls Why? apart with what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When the when the Godfather shows up, and I'm like, oh, all right, just narrative connection. Yeah, I'm like I, I guess you're, you're still doing those things. Uh, it, it just jumped. It's like, all right, he's dead. Um, on to the next it, it, person right. that has to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah see, well, anyway, although, now that that's over. Although, and, although, again, it's like while like while you're going through these scenes and trying to figure out what the fuck is happening, it still is such a visual feast with what they're doing. And how they're, like, trying to use images yeah. and timing and shit like that to, like, give you this experience and put you in this world that's kind of like, you know, you really are in this days of, like, I don't know where the fuck the plot is, but the, it was really cool, you know? Like, <laughs> there's a fight scene that happens. It, at first, it's, like, Brother Bear, like, doing the boxing, but then it's, like, it does the transition, oh, yeah. and you're seeing, like, him fighting an actual person, but not an actual boxing match, just in this yeah, weird, like live action. ethereally, like, uh... Foggy in the void, room. just a black fist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and right before that happens, though, like you hear someone say, uh, "Bear became a boxer, learned to beat up on his brothers," and it's said in such a callous way of like, you know, already, yeah. you know, I mean, sports is always considered like, oh, that's the way for the black man to get out, but then you know, considering, I mean, shit, like, you know, today with like, not if they own, not if the white man owns your teams. Yeah, but on top of that, like, today with football and CTE, but also back then with boxing and the very real problem of, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you're getting your money, black man. You're you're boxing and fighting. Do what you need to do by beating up other black men and also kind of giving yourself mental health damage. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. like it's all... Fighting a lot of black too, guys right? here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, um, and, um, and, he's, and he's fighting for the... So, was the godfather... A commentary about Italian Americans? I wasn't sure. I, I have no I'm like, idea. What? I'm like, were I... you trying to say something with this one, or was that just all stereotypes? Because you got to keep with the, you got to be consistent. Yeah, th- there's uh, uh what, he looks like he's like, you know that that like bread that looks like it's about to like crumble if you like touch it. That's what that guy's yeah. face looks yeah. like. Um, and I remember. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. It... There was this whole thing where it was like. His wife comes in and she seems very like she's always crying and very emotional, but not really like doing anything. She's like around things, and I think Existing. she dances with him at one point. But she's she's like just lightly giving a criticism, but like oh, he's just gonna do whatever he wants, okay. And then there's a one point where like 
she says, uh, all, all, uh, she's like dancing around and, you know, just like seems like she's crying and stuff like that. And then she goes like, all my sons are going <laughs> to die just so you can get fat. And then she pulls out a gun and sh- uh, shoots him. Um, but I think she doesn't kill him because yeah. Yeah. She, I, 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 think she, I think she tried to shoot him and then they shot her. And she turned into a butterfly into, and then he clapped her into dust. And I'm like, what? what the fuck was that? What was, what was that? I can't, yeah, it's like, this was an incredibly visual moment. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what did that, I'm like, what did that mean, Ralph? Yeah. Cause like, she, so, yeah, she's a big she woman, tried to kill him. And she turns into a, like, a more, like, you know, skinnier, beautiful woman, but with the blood there, so it still looks Yeah, weird. with butterfly wings. Yeah, and, but then the butterfly wings, like, kind of get on top of her and, like, get bigger and, like you know, sort of engulf her. And then they shoot at the butterfly wings and then she comes out a yeah. smaller butterfly. It's just like, what is the, this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so there's, there's a lot. Oh, oh, we, we almost forgot uh, for a brief moment when, um, when the, the two gay guys show up and my, my note is specifically, oh shit, Ralph Bakshi is talking about oh, the gays. Lord. The scene where they're like having and sex. And I'm like, it, I'm like, oh God, what yeah, is he going to say? The scene where they're having sex in a trash can is so just like, uh, I mean, you know, again, you could probably make the commentary of like, like gay people not being allowed to do there. so they have to, uh, you know, do yeah, it like in the hide gutters, it. right? Like, you know, we we can have some sort of commentary there, right? You know, but it still is very yeah, uncomfortable. It's like but then you get even more distracted. It's like, okay, gay stereotypes. But then you get thrown. You're like, why does this one sound like John? Yeah, Bell? like like specifically, what is, like, what are you doing? What? <laughs> <laughs> And he has like I, I, don't, I mean like the concept of gay John Wayne is hilarious, yeah, and, but. but it's like he has like puffy pink hair and like the long uh, uh, yeah. arm snout, you know, nose, and and he has like his guns, and he apparently is like one of the mafia, you know, Don's brothers. So yeah, it's not like he's not fucking people up, but it's, it's just this weird, yes, yeah, psychosexual thing going on where he's put where he has this super you know fucking john wayne voice you know but but he's you know supposed to be this gay guy yeah yeah it's just like so he's he's a parody of john wayne and he's gay and what does it yeah i'm just like like, (laughs) it's like like my brain's trying to solve the puzzle like like, maybe because it's like something something toxic masculinity i'm not sure how to get there compensate by by being you know uh uh you know super super buff like the like like his dad's favorite uh, yeah. gunman you know what I mean like maybe the, maybe there's that going maybe, on there <laughs> maybe it's um, something about like Italians and homophobia I'm not sure but like they also don't really treat him that different yeah and he's then gay. at the end of the scene when by the way they, they kill the one woman in the room then they all start dancing like t- the two gay dudes start dancing yeah like was she a bitch she just cried yeah it was just like what's happening. Oh yeah, and and Sonny died, and they um they coughed over his ashes. I'm like, oh this my is god, that was so messed up. <laughs> that, <laughs> that shit. I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, yo, come on. And I thought maybe it was gonna be. I thought maybe it was an AIDS joke with how you know because I noticed it was specifically the gay guy that was coughing. But since this is '74, this would have been before mm. AIDS, right? So I don't think yeah. they paid like yeah, that I, kind of AIDS. Joke AIDS was what late '80s, like '79 at least. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Unless Ralph Bakshi knew some shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he, he had a... He, Ralph was trying to warn us. Oh, yeah, he was trying to let the people know uh, how much the government wasn't going to give a shit about gay people in the 80s. <laughs> right. Um, but, right. yeah. Uh, oh, okay, so... Gay cross-dressing, possibly incestuous sons is what the internet says about oh, them. That's a, that's a lot, Ralph. Oh, no. <laughs> Not like this. That's, I didn't that's a, that. That's a lot. Dude, that's a lot, That's Ralph. a lot going on there, Ralph. That's an extra layer I didn't need. And, and, and one of them is John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> what? That's the, like, that's the cherry on top. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's like, okay, I got all the black shit, but you introduced the Italians, and I'm I'm throwing a little. I'm lost um, again. <laughs> this is out of my yeah, jurisdiction. And, and, oh yeah, and like, yeah, and Bear and Fox are like uh, supposed to be working with the. Uh, oh yeah, Bear gets married, yeah, to a black woman, you know, <laughs> with no setup and, and at all. Was, and she's like very like beautifully animated at one point. Like there's a scene where. She, yeah. she has like sort of like uh, black sequins or something like that in her hair where she's looked very shiny. And it's the scene where she's talking to these uh, 
two white people. Remember, they're like very well dressed, and they're at the club too. Yes, and and they're speaking. That so, shit was fascinating. Yeah, because like it's no Mary Poppins, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> but it's like these three black characters, and they're being complimented by the the white woman in the scene, and they're just like sitting there, you know, just sort of looking like, oh, that's so kind of you. But like, if you're hearing what she's saying, she sounds so awkward. She's like, well, we've never been with uh, yes. around the black people, and you do your hair up in such people... nice ways, and we don't ever, you know, do our hair up nice like that so you know it's really nice how you guys yeah. are here it's just like I, okay i guess you're trying to be nice i just don't know how to feel <laughs> you know yeah, what 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 I put for that is like the white couple trying to not be racist and being very racist yes. is, is a very relatable sentiment. <laughs> like I've I've had it happen to me before where someone's like, it's like, like I'm not racist. <laughs> they like, were I'm trying to say like complimenting all the things. Like, could you just be a person? <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody tried to save their racism once, just talking about some. It's like, look, it's like because they were old. They're like back in my day, you know, we said colored, and now it's like black or African American. Look. I'm not racist, but I don't look. And I'm just like, I'm like, please try to talk your way out of it. Anytime you have to throw in, I'm not racist. I'm like, please try to say you don't, this. You don't have to do this. The struggle is what makes it funny. <laughs> you can say both of us the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, not, not to sound racist, but it's like, oh shit, <laughs> you're gonna power through it, huh? For the both of us. And then, um, so after that, you get the uh, while the boxing match is actually happening. Um, you get the ultimate, like the main story that we know, uh, Br'er Rabbit for, uh, the, the tar baby thing. <laughs> Quote unquote that, story. <laughs> that, that lovely, uh, slur there. <clears throat> um, it, you know, and again, it's one of those things where it's like, I remember hearing that, uh, phrase and, oh yeah, that's where that's from, isn't it? Like, oh shit. Like, you know, having that remembering moment. Um, but you know, it, tar baby specifically is a, um, well, as long as well as being racist, it's also a reference to yeah. like uh, a general um, what's the word? Like a euphemism for a situation that you get yourself in and can't get yourself out, right? Like you punch the tar baby and you can't oh, get okay. your hand out of it. So yeah, like that's kind of that uh, like it's a it's a oh oh shit okay that makes so much sense now yeah because like i was it, watching that scene i must have missed that bit of the dialogue i'm like what in the shit just happened yeah right <laughs> it's so weird as it's unfolding and i don't think they explain it as well um but yeah it, it's, I, I don't think they do yeah so it, it's uh basically the idea is that it's alluding to um that that what, what is the word like euphemism but it's also a racist euphemism but yeah. it, it is still a euphemism <laughs> but you don't use it because yeah you know it's it, racism it can be like both adjacent- <laughs> <laughs> it, um tar the, two, like darkness, two things well, <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like definitely a slur but like also a term yeah <laughs> one of those rare double ones kind of like, like no the, it means something like that, i just that, don't want to hear you say it still though <laughs> i don't care what yeah. the context is i it, still want to like, hear you say it <laughs> it's like that british word for cigarette and it's like mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah but nah, still nah. Yeah, don't Yeah, you can just say cigarette, bro. Come on. Sig. You can say um, sig. It's the same same amount of letters. (laughs) Yeah, same letters, same abbreviations. One of the letters is even the same. (laughs) But um two two things I had noticed near the tail end of the movie. One was a did, this is just a random observation. Did you notice that uh Bra Bear and Da Baby have the same mustache? God damn it. I so I saw you know how like black people's hair and in, in in animation and things like this, especially where it's like, you know, kind of being on the cheap a little bit, but try to, you know, get, give an actual visual flair in there. Cause I, I see like it's that similar right. sort of curly mustache on um in uh uh what's the name of that in Baby's Kids. You know what I'm saying? Where like the black guy's oh, curly mustache right. thing, you know? So it was like I saw that yeah. connection and I was thinking of something else and you fucking said it to baby. <laughs> Especially with the animations <laughs> that they have for him sometimes in the videos. Right. <laughs> like the just all shoulders. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of stocky. But um but the, the other thing was um I, I wrote down now Lady America trying to drunkenly tempt Rabbit to fight Yo. his old friend. Look at the country reinforcing black on black violence. Mm-hmm. She's she's swilling beer beer around saying, Hey, come on, do what you gotta do. Fuck him up bad, you know. Um Yeah, yeah and I'm just like that would be fucking bitch ass America being like, Hey, <laughs> fight your friend. Gotta- come on, beat his ass for me. Mm-mm-mm. Ain't that the way it goes? Uh, and so something, something crime, right. something, something violence. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, so the ending of the scene, the big, uh, the big fight scene, the big climax is all of the mafia dons kind of rolling up on what they think is uh, uh, our, our titular, uh, our main character. And they roll up on him, like, with full force, like, ah, oh, we've got you now, and they, like, stab into him and do all this stuff. All, you know, again, the Ralph Bakshi super over-representing action with this animation. Uh, so it's, like, mm-hmm. a really big, like, you know, production of, like, the tar, like, sticking to them as they're trying to pull away and all that. So it looks really cool. Um, but, yeah, you're just kind of seeing right. it unfold, and it's kind of, like, really big. Like it's just so cool how they how they like show the stretching and stuff like that, and the, the individual characters interacting with the tar, and then sort of showing all of them kind of like getting bunched in at the end. Um, and then uh, you know you see like yeah again you uh, 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 brother rabbit you actually see him like bouncing like for, in a way that you haven't seen him before. Yeah, just like bouncing like an actual rabbit. <laughs> where it's sort of like dong dong. Oh shit! And then he bounces back. Hey, y'all stuck in something, ain't you? You know, like, ain't, you know, you might as well just fucking look at the camera and go like, ain't I a stinker, you know? <laughs> you yeah, fucking um, black bugs bunny ass. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's what... The racial like, rabbits. <laughs> when we look into, like, deeper stuff like this, like, that's what a, a, usually an oppressed group of people likes to see, right? We like to see, you know, the mm-hmm. person who's oppressed. Yeah, you know, they can be the stereotype, that stereotype, but they're smarter than you know the the oppressors and they get one over on them like that's what people like to see right so with Mm -hmm. this cartoon you know being an homage to those looney tunes like the ultimate thing is like oh i make i made a fool of you know uh um i made a fool of uh what's his name with the gun you know what i'm saying uh what the fuck is his name oh uh elmer fudd yeah yeah you make a fool of elmer fudd in the end right like yeah elmer fudd's trying to get me with the gun but you know the the hunted you know, becomes the hunter, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's why I remember yeah. hearing like, there was lots of love, uh, from Spanish people for a speedy Gonzalez, right? Like where the typical person would probably be like, mm. Oh, it's offensive. He's doing a stereotype. It's like, yeah, but he always wins and he's getting the chicks at the end. So, you know, like what, what else are you going to ask for? In I, terms of I representation? guess it's not offensive. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to ask for in representation in a world where like the white people get to control the pen and paper? You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, and so uh, so that that's kind of how the movie ends. You know, he, he they, they they get one over on the mafia fools, and then it cuts back to the real world where they're sitting there, still at the same fucking guard. It's like daylight. Yeah, this is like how long have you guys been? The next here? day. <laughs> has no one been I'd be, here? I'd be annoyed as I was like, nigga, did your story take seven hours? <laughs> have, have, have we not been planning? Have you not been planning this whole time? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> And does, does oh, that the fucking, time passed. We could have made it home. Does the fucking guard have headphones on? How does he not hear this? <laughs> like we don't really get a like, good well, relation. The of, sun's down. <laughs> yeah, we don't really get a good relation of where the guard is in relation to where they are. It's just like it's we, so we shoddy. don't. We yeah, just it, see him with a gun. Yeah, it's so just like it, 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 like the action scene at the end here is so like a. You needed an actual action director to direct this because you just thought if you just like, look, here's the scene where, here's a uh, uh, shot where the guns are going off. And look, here's a shot where the shots are like getting into the car. And look, here's a shot where the car is driving around. But it's so like shoddily shot where it's like, okay, the the pimp and, um, you know, Barry White and the, and the preacher are going to come get the two guys. And I did like the car driving scene uh, where you're mm-hmm. seeing like them driving so fast and like they're going over bumps and things are bumping so bad you actually see like the really skinny preacher guy like bump up out of his seat like it's almost comical <laughs> the way it's like you would never expect someone in such a small car especially next to you know Barry White's big ass where he's just like you know he fits very well into the car and then you just see the other skinny guy literally like you see like his legs and his bottom like out of like from the uh, front of the, like the you know looking into the car you can see his entire body lift off of the goddamn seat and it's like holy shit like that looked like a cartoon moment even though it was real life you know um so yeah i, I enjoyed seeing like the roll up and seeing the action of them going up and seeing the, the the shooting but then when you actually get to the part where like so yeah the uh they're running and then the black the older black man gets shot um, but then the younger black buck who was kind of like, ah, fuck all this, you know, I ain't trying to hear all that, oh man, oh, he, you know, he realizes solidarity within the community and he comes back and picks him up, even though this fucking guard, like, 
And with the, the Foley sound of all the bullets going off, like, these motherfuckers would have been killed seven times over by now. And the car takes so long to right. get there, you're like, how is this guard not killed them yet? <laughs> yeah, at that point, you could just you could just take it on foot. It's like, you know, fuck like, it. I'll, yeah, I'll risk it. Yeah, like, Throw it up to God and see what happens. Watching the scene, the way it kept going out, but, like, you kept hearing the shots, but you kept seeing the running. I kept thinking the point was like, oh, oh, they're all going to die. Because there's no way this scene would go on this long with this many gunshots going out without people getting fucking hit. But because, you know, it's a Ralph Bakshi movie. <laughs> it's just like, all right, here's the scene here. Here's the section here. But but they get in the car, okay? It's fine. They have time to open the door and get the guy who's just been shot slowly into the car. Yeah, sure. They, we have time for that. Uh, while the gunshots are going off right next to the car and, like, hitting the car on the sides. It, it, like I think at one point, like, it hits, like, one of the wheels or something. I'm just like, how are they going to get away? But they just do because, because we have to end the movie, you know? Um, right. Right. Just, yeah, and, and I think at the end of the uh, my one of my last ones was like so black man wins. I guess. I guess. I, I mean, I I, I, I <laughs> got one over on the system. To, <laughs> yeah, it's like to and the winner is but the mere humble Negro. <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> the end I guess day. you know you know what it is. Maybe uh, in Ralph Bakshi's universe, police work like GTA Five. Where it's just like, ah, he's only got two stars. You can't really send that many, you know, patrol cars after him yet. (laughs) You get away a thousand feet. They're like, eh, fuck it. (laughs) They'll be back. Yeah, I'll get you next time, black man. (laughs) (laughs) Comical black laughter comes from the vehicle. (laughs) Next time, black man. Next time. (laughs) Fucking niggas driving in the distance. (laughs) You'll never, you'll never get me, copper. It's like Jamal. Why are you talking like that, bro? I, I don't know, say. I just have to say. I don't know. Whenever I'm in high tense situations, it just comes out, say. I'm stressed. Oh man. Uh, oh my god. Well, this was a fun time. <laughs> this is a movie that I feel like. You almost have to do, like, a scene-by-scene breakdown of it, just because, like, so much happens, and unless you're, like, really kind of in touch, I feel like a lot of these messages would fly right over people's heads, like, probably the average person. I think, like... So I'm like, I see why this movie got a lot of criticism, like, they probably missed it. I I feel like this movie needed to be seen of its time... To jolt people and piss them off. That's what the purpose of this movie kind of is, right? But it feels like not like this isn't a yeah. movie you watch. This is a movie you analyze because it is like it yeah. is still this is a like a film movie. theory class. Yeah, right? exactly. And there's so much they're trying to pump, especially with the the visuals and the message versus a complete satisfying narrative story. You know, so I think that's why I kind of feel that way, right? right. Which is like it wants you to think about the images so much beyond just we're telling you a story and maybe you can think about the images. No, it's just like, no, that meant something. That was supposed to be charged. That was supposed to make you think about this. That was supposed to get you angry about that, you know? So, yeah, in that respect, yeah, like... Because it's not oh, a traditional yeah. narrative. Yeah, no. Uh, but I, I give it, like, I don't know, I'd say like a four out of five, right? Like, I, I think it's a solid uh, enough... Yeah! Like, it's and, and it's not like a four out of five where it's like a good move, uh, like... A four out of five, like rewatchable type of four out of five, but it's just like again, like there's so much going right. on it's... that you have to respect. Sort of four out of five, you know, like it's that sort of thing. Yeah, from an artistic standpoint, yeah, it, it's like it's really ambitious. Like the the fact that I was kind of extrapolating as much as I was, it, like I was still confused at some points, but they're they're just like vignettes where I'm like that's something that's something that means something that means something like it was it was interesting just because like if you look at the poster your immediate kind of knee-jerk response is well yeah. that's offensive why do we have <laughs> you know blackface about? but then you watch it and you're like oh it's 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 like it's supposed to highlight kind of the absurdity of yeah. these stereotypes and also the fact that it, it gives like everybody can catch these yeah. stereotypes you know italian stereotypes yeah. black stereotypes and, and, gay stereotypes yeah, white stereotypes sure. <laughs> you know no no one white in this movie is really picked personified yeah, exactly. well you have you know america mm. as this really uh concerningly uh 
attractive and buoyant, um, buxom like white woman who also, you know, lies about rape and shit with the military and tries to pit people, their own citizens right. against each other and like denies access to its services. You know, in this case, the, the analogy is used via yeah. sex, but you know, there's, it's like, there's that, you know, the, there's the, the daughter of the sheriff working in, in a brothel back in a time when sex work wasn't really considered yeah. work. Uh, all the white men are just garbage yeah, the oh, whole that, movie. Yeah. Not as, there's, there's, there's no like real, you know, everybody looks crazy yeah. in this. No one gets away. Yeah. Scott. And also like, I just like the idea of, you know, so w- yeah, when you see that poster, you see the, you know, the coonskin character, really dark character against what looks like the Looney Tune thing. And you like, immediately you're just like, yeah, I'm like, Oh shit. It's racist bugs bunny. That's what, that's, yeah, the first exactly. that's the first thing you see. But then as the movie, like, plays out it immediately clicks in your head that like oh they're doing that on purpose to sub- okay <laughs> like so i think it's like you know what it is i think you're just so on your guard for what you think is going to happen based on how history has always gone with like portraying mm-hmm. black characters in animation that when it doesn't do that you just kind of like so kind of like chill back that you're like okay this wasn't actually nearly as bad as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> yeah like the movie's as weird as it's going to sound, despite despite utilizing stereotypes, particularly like racist stereotypes, it's not really that racist. Yeah, it, I, I'd 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 gather to say it isn't racist because it's a satire and a commentary that works, uh, as opposed to something like um, what was that movie where the white guy wore blackface to get in oh, college? Like Soul Man or some <laughs> shit. We're like. Well, Soul man. We're trying to make yes. a social commentary about how, you know, with this uh, affirmative action, maybe black people are getting too many advantages. You ever think about that, huh? Like, get the, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, since when? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> all we... All... The, the, the only advantage we, we kind of have as, as a community is really uh, command of culture. You, you know what's so funny? Influence those I remember, highly. like, j- just, to, just to, to end this uh, on a button, just to talk about the affirmative action thing, I remember hearing yeah. so much that that was, like, a big thing. Like, affirmative action, they're just going to start hiring black people, and, and they're not going to care how good they are. They're just going to hire black people just because you're supposed to. Because And then when you look into it, what the actual minutia of what, like, affirmative action in the 90s was, was literally just, hey... If we are down to two people and one of them happens to be in ethnicity, then more like then go with that one. So it's not like, oh, there's ten good white people here, and I guess we have to be nice. So okay, let's pick uh Jamal, some random dude off guy, of the street yeah. to to be a part of our side yeah. of the team. No, because that's the way it was racistly sort of like you know, stereotyped as yeah. being what that was. What it really they're just was picking this... up random black people. It's like, hey, do you know quantum physics? Exactly. No. Well, you're about to. Because the idea <laughs> is that, like, oh, these black people aren't really earning where they're getting. They're just kind of getting a help up, you know. But the the, the way it actually... They thought affirmative action was, like, men in black. They just yeah. <laughs> pulling random niggas <laughs> off the street. <laughs> you know, we, we saw you chasing that dude for 20 blocks. Yeah. <laughs> You like you'd be pretty no, good what it really for our is, government organization. Legitimately, if there are two people who are already closely enough talented, where it wouldn't make a difference, and just go with the black guy, and it's like, and you can call that racist, but that's not nearly the same thing as how it has always been portrayed, which is, oh, uh, I don't care if that black guy got enough, let him in because we need to fit the quotient. Da, 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 da. You know, like I, I just fucking hate yeah. that. I just fucking hate seeing that, and I just want to say here I that agree. is bullshit because I have a podcast where I can say whatever I want. Uh, <laughs> same here. <laughs> just like talk, talk your shit, King. Like, That's right. <laughs> go off, King. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> So yeah, this let been... these niggas know that's called fucking bars, nigga. That's right. The fuck you know about that. So, uh, this has been talk your shit. <laughs> this has been the review of new podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you want to hear all those exclusive episodes that you can't hear publicly, be sure to check them out over at uh, on Patreon at patreoncom slash podcast uh, again, thank you for listening. This has been the Review a New Podcast where we break down movies and talk about them and stuff like that. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, definitely check Will, the greatest out, at wherever uh, his podcasts are listened to. I uh, should <laughs> be able to leave a link in, uh, again, in the description where, 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 we're li- where, where you'll be listening to this joint. Uh, and until next Indeed. time, I'm DJ. I'm Will, the greatest. And- That's all, folks.